リーエンジェル大投手のグーリーだそちらはどうなってるんだ Episode zero of、uh, Dirty Pair Project Pod.、Uh, I am your host, Aaron.、Uh, with me is my other co- co-host, Paul. That's me. And uh, uh, we are doing a a watchcast, a watch along of the 1985 uh, classic uh, sci-fi anime series, Dirty Pair, and. This is、uh, this is the episode zero. It's just to sort of seed the feed so that we can get it in all the nooks and crannies of the internet,、uh, right where it needs to go. Definitely the first time we're recording this episode. Definitely did not get thirty minutes into an episode that we have jettisoned. Don't need to talk about that. Don't worry about it. Here's a a, a quick top line. Here's what Dirty Pair is.、Uh, it is.、Uh, uh, It is a, 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 an anime, an, an anime based on a series of light novels.、Uh, its protagonists are two、uh, women, Kay and Yuri. They are members of Trouble Consultant Team Two Thirty Four, codenamed the Lovely Angels.、Uh, going off the Wikipedia、uh, premise entry here.、Um, almost every mission they are involved with ends up in disaster, though not failure. They typically capture their target fugitive, but end up destroying a city in the process, earning the nickname "the Dirty Pair."、Uh, cleared, they're cleared of wrongdoing by the three WA's、uh, central computer, because all of the collateral damage never turns out to actually be their fault. We won't get into some of the other details here because they're specific to the、uh, to the light novels, and they get left out of the. Of the anime adaptation, and right now we're just concerned with the anime adaptation. We may do something down the line where we talk about some of the light novels,、um, at least the the two that have been translated and、uh, are available in English.、Uh, goes without saying, or it should、uh, will now go without saying. We're gonna say it. It goes with saying, two white dudes. Neither of us is especially fluent in Japanese,、um, so. I did some Duolingo、uh, as a yeah, hobby. Yeah, Paul,、uh, Paul's Paul's done a little、uh, study. I have done zero study. I don't know shit about how to speak Japanese, so we're we're kind of confined to、uh, anything that's been translated into, or just the materials have been translated into English, which is honestly pretty much the major reason that we're not going to do a lot with the original light novels because.、Uh, Because there's only the two of them available, and there's actually like eight of those things. Yeah, only two have been translated, and really, only one of them is is easily obtainable. Yeah,、uh, I have it here. In fact, it was that easily obtainable.、Uh, the other, the other one is is like out of print, and I've I I've found zero people willing to sell it. Yeah. Um. So you know, whatever. Certainly for a reasonable fee. Yeah. For under like fifty dollars, 
I looked, but that one's yeah. It's, it was it's a very old or an older printing. Dark Horse, Dark Horse, come on! Do you guys still have the rights to these? Put them out again. Do you Give still me another run. Dark Horse, you still yeah. exist. You're still a company. I think Dark Horse um, still exists. Make I'm me more. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah. Make me yeah. more dirty pair. Been putting out Hellboy. Like I said, we're we're focused uh, primarily on the uh, the original run of the TV series. Uh, it started in 1985, and it ran to the end of 1985. <laughs> uh, it was 24 episodes plus a two episode bonus OVA that released uh, afterwards. We will we'll cover those two episodes as well. Um, that's the initial plan: is to just go through these uh, 26 this 26 episode run, and then. Uh, maybe get into the OVA series that came out after that and some of the films and such. But because this is just kind of uh, uh, two dudes who who watched a show and were like, this show's really fucking good. I wonder if there's a podcast that covers this show. And there was one, but it ended after six episodes or five episodes. I don't remember. It didn't get very far. So we're, I'm, we're picking up the torch uh the world cries out for some people to talk about cult classic sci-fi anime series uh from from the mid 80s uh and by god that is my shit so here we go yeah um here we here we go <laughs> here we fucking go it's uh dirty pair time baby uh we're going to do an episode per episode uh as as we go forward um we have spoilers uh we have already recorded an episode about episode one but then we had to come back and do episode zero uh so don't worry about it yeah that's my way of saying that you know when you get to episode one when when that comes out in a few weeks time or thereabouts um it it may sound a little rough compared to this which definitely doesn't sound rough at all it sounds natural and flowing and good because it's definitely not the second time we're recording it. It's definitely not the second time we've been recording this. Because we definitely didn't get 20 minutes in and suddenly have a crisis of faith in what we were doing and have to restart. I I was with you the whole time. Hey, you want to you want to know side. some things about the dirty pair? Some real well, vital statistics, some basic facts about its history. Let's give uh, a basic explanation. Uh, like I said, it follows these two uh, trouble consultants, uh, Kay and Yuri. Kay is uh, a redhead, short hair, um, a, a tomboyish, I believe is her primary, if, if you want the top line attribute. Yeah. Um, Yuri is a more uh, more traditionally feminine of the two. But both of them, so like, this is the... The thing about this is that uh, uh, both of them do fall into like these two kind of primary categories, but then there's a lot of overlap. So like, yes, uh, Yuri is like the more traditionally feminine, but she will also uh, straight up kill a dude for crossing her if she has to. Um, and then Kay is is the more hot headed tomboy of the two. Uh, but, you know, she she has her moments of uh, she she swoons uh and and whatnot as well and she also uh in a lot of a lot of uh the episodes uh k is the one keeping everybody on task yeah k is seems to be the one who doesn't get distracted as easily in in, at least in the tv series Um, although sometimes i mean what it really comes down to is the two of them kind of those two roles sort of overlap with each other but they're switches your honor 
Um, okay. Yeah, you could say it that way too. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, we thought also because you know this is the episode zero, and rather than just having episode zero be as continually referring to the fact that uh, there will be a real podcast eventually, we promise. Uh, we thought we'd give like a, a little, like a little overview of this uh, this entire property because it is a rather surprising. Uh, uh, property to come out of the 80s really um, arguably the first the first of its kind to do the uh, the again I you look at the Wikipedia article and under genre girls with guns is one of the <laughs> genres it lists yeah uh, and it and, really is kind of the first of its and it, at least it according to the, the author first, yeah, well, it was it was definitely the the oldest example that I've seen um, coming out of uh, coming out of Japan. I can't, I, and honestly, like gun to my head, I could not tell you an earlier example coming out of any other culture either. I'm sure something might exist, but I don't have time to do all that research. I don't have time to do much of any research, but Paul, you have time to do some research and you dug up a little bit of history for this. Uh, so, so by all means. All right. Okay. Dirty pair created by uh, science fiction author and one of the co-founders of a uh, studio, studio Nue in Japan, uh, Haruka Takachiho, uh, sort of a sci-fi fan turned sci-fi author in 1977 was inspired by the creation of star wars to write his own uh science fiction uh and he began writing a story called uh crusher joe or a series called crusher joe uh at one point in his life he wanted to be a a, a manga artist but his art according to him his art was not up to snuff so he wrote these books instead he took the concept of crusher joe i guess he originally created the character in high school he made it into a book and hey guess what sold pretty well uh sold well enough that he was able to turn it into a series of books that he began writing some years later he was uh, and this is this is okay there was a famous story that when i first started looking into this i could not for the life of me track a real source to and I finally found it. Uh, that this is the wrestling story. This is the wrestling story. So, so okay. Haruka Takachiho, as I said, sci-fi writer, sci-fi fan, sci-fi enthusiast. Um, around the eighties or the early eighties, uh, Bertram Chandler, who is a British science fiction author, visited Japan and visited Studio Nue, where. Uh, where Takachiho uh, worked. And uh, he and his two assistants, his two assistants, who of course were named uh, Tanaka Yuri and Otogoro Keiko, showed Mr. Chandler around and they got the idea that, hey, you're in Japan, you should see Japanese wrestling. This is what I've been told. They took him to a wrestling show that featured a popular woman's uh, wrestling duo named the Beauty Pair. And as they're watching this wrestling show, according to Takachiho, Bertram Chandler turns to him and said and and jokes that uh, you know those two in the ring might be the beauty pair, but these two with you, Kay and Yuri, the two assistants that had taken them out uh, and were accompanying them everywhere, uh, they should be called the dirty pair. And as he says, at that moment in my mind, I conceived a new story. 
that was the dirty pair. I think it must have been 1980. So that's where uh, he first has the concept for the dirty pair. Uh, they are first introduced in a Crusher Joe novel as part of a story of Crusher Joe's father, Crusher Dan, who has a, uh, a whole adventure with Kay and Yuri. Uh, and that's how he sort of, that's the, uh, I believe these days this we call is, that the backdoor like pilot. Like, yeah. This is like set like a hundred years or something before Crusher Joe's time or whatever. Yeah. Well, a, a generation at least before Crusher Joe's time. Cause Crusher Dan is his father. So Kay and Yuri show up in this Crusher Joe novel and that's where they, that's where they first get in. And in fact, they, uh, later, uh, once he had written, a couple of Dirty Pair novels. The first couple of Dirty Pair novels were out. The third Dirty Pair novel that was written was that same story, but told from Kay's perspective, which is cool. Uh, and it was apparently that sort of thing. Again, I'm going based on his words, uh, the author's uh, recollection. The concept of telling the same story from two different perspectives in sort of two different stories hadn't really been done before, at least in Japan. Uh, and it kind of caused this sensation. It was a, another big hit uh, for him that, that he had done this thing. So wait, wait, wait. What? He, he, wrote, the, he wrote the story. He, he writes the story, the Crusher Joe story that's Crusher Dan on an adventure with Kay and Yuri. Yeah. And then later he writes the first... Uh, he writes the first dirty pair stories that are collected okay. into his first novel, first, the great adventure of novel. the dirty pair. The, yeah. That first okay. light novel. Okay. But he did not, he didn't have the idea to retell the crusher Dan story. Like he, he didn't write the crusher Dan story from Kay's perspective immediately after doing the crusher Dan story. This was like, he had this idea later. Um. So the, th- it is the third Dirty Pair story, that uh, Dirty Pair novel, okay. I, I'll say, because the first few Dirty Pair stories were serialized uh, in a sci-fi magazine and then collected into that first novel. Okay. So the and third, did, the third the novel, novel he wrote... As a, as a standalone thing, and then yeah, the third novel was... Which was the... Let me go called, back and do this yeah, Crusher Joe story. Yeah, let's go back and do the Crusher Joe thing. Um, it's written as... Uh, he he defines the two differently. He views them differently. He says that Crusher Joe is like an orthodox space opera, a classical space opera, more like a Star Wars, really. And he describes in an interview in VMAX magazine from like 1993, he described uh, the Dirty Pair as uh, reflecting a destructive tendency uh, and a different type of story altogether. So... Okay. That's Mister. I mean, they do. Uh, this stuff does get destructed. Yeah, he just so. he destroys a whole. The the dirty pair cause destruction wherever they go. It's kind of great. I don't know. Uh, I have not read any Crusher Joe. I I am meaning to watch the movie. Um, so I don't know how much that collateral damage uh factors into Crusher Joe, but it sure does factor into the dirty pair. Um, so how did the dirty pair become an anime? Well, so first, uh, similar to the way that they first launched as a uh, as a light novel series, they first appeared in a cameo uh, in the Crusher Joe movie. 
there's about 30 seconds where the uh, in a scene where uh, Crusher Joe and his crew are at a drive-in theater. Uh, I fucking the love movie the being shown is in sci-fi. I, it's great. Uh, I actually so just good. watched the Cowboy Bebop movie, and there's there Jet meets with his uh, his old contact from the his uh, ISSP guy. Yeah, the yeah, the police yeah, yeah. guy, and they they are watching an old western again at a drive-through or a drive-in movie. I think it's it fantastic. Fucking, it fucking whips. Yeah, uh, but that's where they show up here. Uh, they show up for about. Uh, 30 seconds, maybe a minute of footage of Kay and Yuri, a Kay and Yuri drawn in uh, a style that harkens back to their to the illustrations that are in the light novel. The right. illustrator, by the way, uh, does a lot of work on Gundam, uh, the original yes. 0079. So, in fact, Kay looks uh, she's got a hairstyle a similar like to Amaro. Yeah, like Amaro <laughs> from 0079. Yeah. Um, which is which is fantastic, and uh, he apparently had to be sort of convinced to do it because he didn't want to be. Uh, uh, he saw himself as like an an animation artist, and not as a like a manga artist because animation you only use pencils, and in manga you have to use ink. And uh, apparently Takachiho was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. Just do it in pencils, and then I'll Xerox it, and it'll look like." Ink. And then he went on and had quite that a is, career. A, a part of his career amazing. ended up being doing illustrations for all these different light novels. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I, you know, like, like, like we said, we've gone through those first, those two uh, available light novels and the illustrations at times, the best parts of those novels. They're so good, man. The illustrations They're are so good. good. I, you know, it, it has to be a very uniquely difficult thing to translate a novel from one language to another. And I don't know necessarily how well this prose reads in, um, how well the prose reads in the original Japanese. Uh, I have no frame of reference for that. I can say for uh, the translation that was published by Dark Horse, uh, you know, it's a very casual tone. I don't know, again, if that's part of the first-person perspective. I would need... I need more data to know otherwise, but... Yeah. I Well, I, I sent to... I remember saying to you, reading the second one, that it's... The second one reads a lot better than the first, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there is a... There's like a breeziness to, uh, to the prose that... Uh, I said the words Kurt Vonnegut-esque... Yeah, uh, you sure did. Maybe praising it too uh, well. It's it's probably praising it too much, but it there is that feeling to it. Whereas, like in the first, uh, the first novel, it reads a lot more uh, like stuffy fifties sci-fi, like Asimov or something. Who has got great ideas, but my god, that motherfucker can be dry as toast sometimes, and it it clashes with the tone of of like who k is like k's character so you get these like weird very dry explanations from k about things and you're like eh, this is, 
Well, you know, that all might be part of her character as we get into this, uh, when we get into this, guess, yeah. the movie, uh, not the movies, when we get into the, the, the television show, you know, both of both Kay and Yuri are shown to be uh, quite proficient, uh, you yeah, know, know technologically proficient in, in, in various, uh, various they'll things. They'll hotwire a car, man. They'll hotwire a car, man. They'll, they'll, they'll hack a door. They'll get that door open. So Kay and Yuri show up in the Crusher Joe movie. People are excited by this. Um, you have to remember at this point, there are several dirty pair novels in circulation. Uh, they are tied in this way to Crusher Joe. Crusher Joe, quite the phenomenon and is very much raising the dirty, raising the, the profile of the dirty pair. People like these books. They like this creator. They want to see more. They like to look at these two broads on screen. Yeah. So Sunrise Entertainment or Sunrise Incorporated uh, comes a knocking and uh, says, hey, let's do a we want to do a weekly series. Uh, they already have a working relationship with uh, Takachiho's studio, Studio Nue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worked together on uh, all sorts of, of uh, properties beforehand. And uh, Takachiho says, this sounds great. And he sells him the rights to create a Dirty Pair anime and does not uh, take as much of a creative role in that TV show as he did with, say, the with the Crusher Joe film. So uh, with the Crusher Joe film, very involved, uh, but also just a film, one film. With the series, because the series is, you know, supposed to be 26 episodes, and they had originally planned for 26 episodes, he he was less involved because, one, he didn't think that one person could really oversee all that, that whole business, and keep up with the other stuff he was doing at the time. Because he's still writing books, he's still writing stories. Studio Nue itself is still getting work say, at this time. They're still, still doing, doing other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he cedes a lot of creative control to Studio Sunrise and kind of trusts that they're going to do right by it. Also, should be noted, this guy has a very, like, I want to say healthy relationship with the concept of adaptation in that, you know, it, to him, it, 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 it because it's a different thing, of course it's not going to be the same as the books. So when right. they came to him, or when they said, hey, we want to give them a robot, he was like, sure, give them a robot. Why not? Like, the director wants a robot? Yeah, sure, give them a robot. Uh, you know, when they changed the, uh, the design for Moogie to be less of a sleek panther, again, uh, a displacer beast-looking creature, and they turned him into this giant, big, fluffy bear-looking thing, Sure, why not? You're making a TV show that's different from... Also, it fucking whips. Also, it rules. TV, TV Moogie rules. TV Moogie is great. Anyway, so we get our 26 episodes, except we actually get 24 episodes because of... Nobody actually knows why. Um, Either the... Oh, there's no, there's no official, like, this is why it only ran... It didn't get the full 26? No, it wasn't so, ratings. I assumed I assumed it was probably like it just didn't wasn't pulling ratings. But okay, so I read conflicting reports that 
one story is that yes it was low ratings one story was that the the production schedule started late so that when they did the when they were they actually ran out of time in the season because the season ended in december so oh they had you know they were planning for 26 episodes but they would have pushed them into the next season and so that so they, they, they so they cut it to 24 I've also heard there were creative differences on the team itself, not necessarily with the author, uh, but like there were, you know, potentially there was friction uh, that also shortened the run. But for whatever reason, we get 24 episodes and episodes 25 and 26 are not seen for, I want to say, a couple of years. They, they come out in 1987 uh, as a as a special uh, from the lovely angels with love, I think is what it what it is, and that's how that sh- that's how that all goes down. Hold on, my door is ringing. Give me a minute. Of course, by the time I walk over there, it finally stopped uh, ringing. So, it's I wasn't supposed to be here anyway. Nobody should expect me to be here. Um, where did I leave off? Uh, fuck. Oh, that's a good question. The the okay, the t- we had our twenty six episodes. Oh, right, right, right. They the finally got the full run, and, uh, and I think it was uh, eighty seven is when the uh, the last two episodes are released as that um, little bit yes. there. Yes, uh, they they were released as a two episode OVA titled "Dirty Pair" with love from the lovely angels. Yeah, from the lovely angels uh, with love. If you if you watch uh, like if you're watching the show on uh, Crunchyroll or uh, Nozomi has the whole oh no 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 they don't I take that back uh, if you're watching the show on Crunchyroll uh, all all 26 episodes are just presented up front yeah uh, they they don't break it out uh, and I want to say for that Blu-ray release that they're doing it, it's also they're doing it the same way they're, they're just doing all 26 yeah, yeah. all 26 episodes. Which, by the way, they're also they're also doing a Blu-ray release in the uh, in the United States, which is exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. That's the most exciting it's thing exciting that I me. can say about the Dirty Pair right now is that uh, supposedly we're getting the Blu-rays sometime this year. I want to say they did a yeah. whole new dub. Um, it's going to be a thing. Uh, anyway, the Dirty Pair as a TV show was. Uh, uh, ratings or or twenty four episode uh, chicanery aside was actually pretty well received. It aired uh, in Europe as well uh, under some great under a great name. I ah uh, Jesus. Um, they changed the names to like Ken and Kenny or something like that. Hold on. Oh wow. Uh, I didn't, see, I didn't know that. I know that they. Yeah, I'll tell you where it didn't air was Germany. Uh, much to my dismay every time I try to go find a copy of it uh oh I don't see it here um, I do remember that the the French dub had its own uh opening theme yes they, they Dan a Danny Dan and Danny that was it that's what I was thinking of um I don't know if that was also the name of the show yes that was the name of the show was Dan and Danny Holy shit. That's um, amazing. 
which was a choice, I guess. Kay and Yuri, Dan and Danny. Hey, you know, the dirty pair, Dan and Danny. Dan Um, and Danny, famous. Famous trouble consultants of the 3WA. Uh, Anyway, so after the show wrapped, there were uh, an OVA series was was created. Yep, 10 episodes. That was 10 episodes. Weirdly, concurrently with the television show, they created an hour-long feature, The Affair of Nalandia, that released in 1985. Affair of Nalandia was meant to be more of a sh- uh, feature for people who were fans of the books and not necessarily fans of the television show. So the tone is a little different. It's a little darker. The uh, art style is different. Moogie gets a... Uh, Moogie's uh, much... He's black. Yes. Instead of, uh, he's, he's, like, he's red in the TV show. In the, in the movie he is... Or in, in Nalandia, he is he's black. Yes. Um, black with like maybe like red, maybe a little red around the edges, but not yeah. like, but primarily he's, he's, a, he's like got that black panther coloring. Yeah. But Nalandia is, uh, is a really, uh, is also kind of an adaptation of one of the books, I want to say. Uh, okay. Whereas the, the stories that are taking place in the television series I want. I believe are are very much like standalone created for the television series. They are stories. Yes, that's my made for TV. Um, Whereas Nalandia is an adaptation of one of the uh, first light novels, I believe. Okay, but it's pretty good. They, they, you know, there's a psychic girl. There's a plane explosion. It's it's a whole thing. We might get to it. We might not. It really depends uh, on how much work this is. It also depends on, like, how much do I really want to sit and watch Affair of Nalandia again? I mean, it's um, it's not bad. It it's, fi- it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's very confusing. Uh, well, confusing is not the right word. It's it's unique. It's different. And uh, I enjoyed a good portion of it, so I would watch it again. Some of probably. it's good. Some of it's pretty good. Some of it is less so. Uh, I, I would also say that uh, before the uh, before the second round of ovas came out is when you had um uh the film project eden uh upon which the the name of the show is based so we'll have to go to pro we'll have to do project Eden. we'll have to do project eden at some point a a full length uh i believe theatrical release it was a theatrical release i believe in the in the um in japan the title was just dirty pair the movie Oh yeah, there you go. So I like I like Project Eden quite a bit. Uh, it also like it benefits from being like the the only one of these older or these original uh, Dirty Pair designs. Uh, lovely Angel doesn't uh, not counting the Lovely Angel, uh, but it's these particular character designs uh, to be in like a sixteen by nine aspect ratio. It's it's an extremely pretty movie. It's funny as shit. They weaponize the soundtrack in a way that is yeah. delightful. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun. So we'll good. we'll definitely have to set some time aside that one, to that watch one that. We'll get to if if we do if we don't if we decide that we're not going to do like 
the second uh, the the ova series and all of the original animations we will at least do project eden yeah both because that's what the name of the like the podcast name is that is the, like art. the podcast assuming name yeah assuming we didn't uh like get successful and 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 commission someone to do better cover art look at our cover art it's just it's just the project eden poster so yeah uh anyway you have uh you, you also got dirty pair flash which was like a, a reboot yeah, so sort in, of in um, the 90s, the early 90s, in fact, 1990, the final Dirty Pair yes. feature was released. That was the Flight 5 conspiracy, considered by many to be, if you're going to start somewhere with Dirty Pair, start with Flight 5 conspiracy. I might have a quibble with that, but that's fine. I, I have I have extreme quibble with, with that. Um, and then Most, so mostly because of the way it like the tone in the end and my thoughts on the soundtrack are well documented yeah so then uh at some point takachiho got bored with writing crusher joe and dirty pair and so he stepped away from writing them he was tempted back in 1993 94ish and he created okay. a whole new dirty pair this is dirty pair this flash dirty pair flash yeah uh new character designs, new story. Uh, he treats it again. Like I said, uh, as you know, I said earlier, this guy has a real laissez faire attitude about adaptation, treats it as, as its own separate thing. So, uh, you know, stuff like really basic stuff has changed. Like their names, their names stay the same. Three WA is an entity, but it's different. They got different, character designs di- different the everything state of the world is different the state of the like world is all... different uh, it's it's a whole new ball game yeah. as it were um and that's dirty pair flash that's runs from 1994 and then uh through 96 it's released in three chunks as three separate ovas uh there is a dirty pair flash manga i believe he even uh haruka takachiho even wrote uh some light novels for Dirty Pair Flash specifically, again, I didn't know there was a Flash manga. Yes, uh, I want to go look for that. Ninety-five to ninety-six. It's a there's one volume written by uh, Hisato Makahara, and then there is uh, Dirty Pair Flash DX, which is a second manga run uh, that was oh. uh, a brief run in early nineteen ninety-six, written by uh, Takamaro Ono. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's better than the that came out <laughs> dirty in... pair manga. Uh, we're not going to talk. 2013, 20... 2012, I want to say. 2011, 2012, oh, I think 20, is when it ran. It was. I, yeah. I think it released in America. It got a translation and was released in America in 2013. Well, the uh, less said about it, the better. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Um, dirty pair also. Uh, speaking of Dark Horse Comics, who were the uh, who got the. Uh, most recent publication of the two uh, Dirty Pair novels that have been trans- translated. Um, there's a whole series of Dirty Pair comics that was done by Adam Warren, I want to say, is yes. the creator there. Adam Warren, uh, uh, who, who quite uh, famously could draw the hell out of the Dirty Pair in their TV designs. And was asked and was not told, to. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Uh, and he came up with some redesigns. I'm not super into the redesign. So he originally, like his original designs, was he he was basically drawing them in a in a uh, in the anime style as a manga, and then was told, no, you need to make it different. 
he made it different. Uh, I'm not huge into it. I haven't looked into it because uh, I'm much more interested in the, in the television series, uh, honestly. Um, And I'm much more interested in those characters. Again, those characters, the, the characters from the TV series and the OVAs, because they change so much from property to prop from, from not property to prop, but from adaptation to adaptation, they're different. And that's what the, you know, that's what the, the creator views it as. These are different things. The light novels are different from the television series. That's different from the comics that Adam Warren did. That's different from the manga that came out and we can all be very happy about that. Um, Yeah. Fucking bless up that, that, I would love something. I would love to see more dirty pair in the world. I would I I'm begging That's the what world we're going to do. This podcast's ground goal zero is baby. To get, get enough people interested in dirty pair that we fucking launch a, a dirty pair renaissance uh, and we get a new get a new podcast. Well, that's cool. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. This episode 0. Yeah. Uh, that's that's more or less by the way. That's the the that's a very brief history of the dirty pair. If you want to find out more about it, you go look for it. It's you're going to have to do some digging. Got to go on uh, archive.org. You got to get archive.org. There you can go to archive.org and find a uh, there's an interview series that uh the creator did with um Nozomi Entertainment back when they released the uh, uh, series of DVDs uh, that that was very helpful to me in terms of like getting an idea of like this what this guy all was all about. There's some really really old nineteen like some early two thousands internet archive stuff that you can dig up. Uh, like I said, I found some old anime like anime magazines that like fan magazines that i pulled some information from it's out there uh i i'm not necessarily going to return to it unless unless i find a good place to dig up it takes a little effort but it's it's you know it was interesting to read i tried to give a very basic overview here because i maybe tried to go a little too deep the last time and we lost about half an hour of podcast that never happened though no it didn't happen what are you talking about no, that's fucking lies. That's lies. You know, there's a different adaptation. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so the way this is gonna go, uh, we're gonna we're aiming for two episodes a month. Uh, this is one of them, and then you'll get a second episode, uh, in a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks after that, you'll get a third episode. Uh, so for the next episode, if you want to do this uh, as a watch along thing. Uh, we're going to be watching the first episode. We'll show you how to kill a computer. Um, you can find, uh, you can find Dirty Pair. It's available on Crunchyroll, uh, and it's available in other places. If you really want to go to other places, uh, specifically, um, Retro Crush. Uh, if you have like a, if you have an account with Retro Crush, you can also watch it there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, some other places, which you know, obviously I would never condone uh, watching this uh, via other illicit methods. But uh, until then, uh, if you are interested in uh, keeping track of what's going on with uh, with the podcast, we are on co-host, cohost.org slash project dash pod, or just go on co-host and search for project pod and we'll show up. 
uh, and then you can follow us on co-host. But we, we're not on Twitter, and we're not on Twitter's Twitter's bad. Yeah, we're not on Twitter, and uh, we're not we're not really anywhere except for co-host. We're not on uh, we're not on Mastodon yet either. We have not joined the Fediverse. Yeah, there will be a maybe there will be a Mastodon account uh, one day, and maybe there will be an email account one day if you want to. Uh, but for now, if you've got stuff you want to talk to us about, uh, you can just leave a comment on uh, on co-host. Uh, you can also uh, rate and review the show on iTunes if you happen to like that, or you can rate and review us on whatever other podcast catchers or network thingises that you use. Um, we are, of course, uh, available wherever podcasts are sold, except for Stitcher, because you have to make a Stitcher account to get on stitcher and fuck that i have a life i already made one account for this podcast hosting experience i'm not gonna make another one uh but yeah you can find us like pretty much anywhere pull our rss feed we got a we got a a link again hey it's on our co-host page uh that'll link you straight to uh the podcast rss feed if you want to just copy paste stick it in that way but uh, but you don't have to. You can just like go into your podcast app of choice and type in uh, "Dirty Pair Project Pod" and we'll show up. And you can subscribe to us there, baby. Until next time, uh, I have been Aaron. He's been Paul, and we will see you uh, in a couple of in a couple S- of weeks. Space, I'm space cowboy. <laughs> no, we'll that's, see you later, space. See you, space cowboy. No. They don't really have a sign off. They uh, don't. They really the don't. Angels, uh, damn it. Usually what they say at the end of uh not the first couple of but like they eventually start saying, "Oh, please watch it." That's true. That's true. They do start to say that in the uh, the next time. In the next songs, but I mean, that's what that doesn't really care. Space fantasy. Love is zero G everybody. Man, if it it was the fucking FedEx guy ringing the bell, I'm going to be so pissed. (laughs) 